Welcome to the Dallas Space Innovators Podcast. I'm Andrew Louder, founder and CEO of Dallas-based consulting firm Louder Co. There's so many great people innovating in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. This podcast aims to highlight them, the amazing things they're doing, and get behind the scenes on their approach and on them personally. At my company, Louder Co., we're the innovation specialists business leaders turn to when their organization must perform better. Artificial intelligence, business transformation, and venture building projects are usually very stressful. Not with us. We believe your business will soon begin losing without an AI strategy. We create AI strategies to accelerate operations and create revolutionary new technology products. We do that because we're tired of seeing businesses that keep letting bad operations kill their growth. Through change initiatives like creating innovation hubs, improving processes, and instilling technologies, we transform companies to perform better and grow faster. Our gift to you for listening is access to our free Intro to Artificial Intelligence Guide. We hit on what is AI, where's it going, and how to get it into your business. Get that free guide at louderco.com slash intro to AI. We look forward to serving you. Visit us at louderco.com for more information, insightful content, and ways to schedule our first conversation. Thank you for listening and on to our show. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Dallas Base Innovator Show presented by Louderco. I'm Andrew Louder. I'm so glad to have our special guest on the show today. This guy is, honest to God, probably one of the most innovative guys I know. He's got more things in the fire um, than I know of. And we're going to talk through so many of these really innovative products and things that he's got going on. You know, I love his tagline on LinkedIn. I'll just call it out here. He says, I make ethical technology products and solve complex problems in fintech, government, and social enterprise. I think that sums it up pretty well. Uh, Welcome to the show, Joseph Akintaleo. Hey, thank you for having me. Um, I'm, I guess I'm excited to talk about, you know, being Dallas's Astro Boy. African Astro Boy. <laughs> All right. We're going to have to trademark that after the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, make some t-shirts on that. But um, so, yeah, Joseph and I, um, we've met, we've known each other, I think, at least a couple of years now. Uh, we've met through Social Venture Partners. Um, Joseph is a partner there. I'm a partner there. And um, I, I know I've talked about Social Venture Partners a couple of times, but, you know, we, we do a number of things. One is increased capacity for um, nonprofits. We lead the social impact uh, investment effort here in Dallas and um, also really carrying the torch on social uh, impact uh, enterprises, which I know is like right in your sweet spot. Yeah, um, I, you know, I try to think of the best tool to solve a given problem. Sometimes it's philanthropy. Sometimes it's direct, you know, charitable giving. Uh, sometimes it's like just brute force technology. Let's try to, you know, the problem is structural. Um, I like SVP because it it tries to encompass all three. It brings in b- business leaders and and uh, and tries to find the best people to do collaborative work. And uh, you just don't you don't see that everywhere. A lot yeah. of times there's big egos. Now that's a good way to put it. So. Joseph, before we get too far down the line here, you know, I like to start the show off letting our, my guests really give us a one to two minute bio on yourself. 
so jump right in, man. Tell us more about you. Okay, so uh, Joseph Akintalayo is my name. Uh, I grew up in Nigeria, uh, in Dallas, Texas. Um, I studied uh, biomedical engineering. I have kind of always been a, a tinkerer, kind of a problem solver. Um, the first thing I actually wanted to be in life and that I, I pursued was I wanted to be a Catholic priest. Nice. Um, but uh, Can't I, see that now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, I always had like a spirit of... Um, of service and um, and so I, I think that I still do uh, that kind of service, but I just minister through, you know, the work that I do um, that is caring for people and uh, making things that advance the lives of people and add dignity. I love that. Okay, so you mentioned you're born in Nigeria. Yep. Tell us how long were you there? What was life like there? And you know, what what ultimately brought you to Dallas of all places? Okay, so um, my parents. <laughs> oh, okay. Long and the short of it. So my my uh, my parents studied here uh, in the seventies. Um, they had six children. The first three of them were born in uh, D.C. area in the in the seventies. The last three of us were born in uh, Nigeria in the eighties. And um, you know, uh, changing economies, everything like that. America was just a better place to be. In the later half of the 90s, and so we, we moved back to the United States. Um, that being said, you know, Nigeria is a very big country. It's the seventh largest. Uh, it's, you know, about 200 million people, um, different religions, uh, multiple ethnic groups, over 200 dialects. So it, there's, there's a lot there, I think, um, one thing that I liked about being Nigerian and I like about being Nigeria is just structurally um, anything is possible, right? Like there's not some of those like psychic, like uh, like racial barriers that exist in the United States, like yeah. the pilot, the president, the banker, the CEO, everybody looks like you. Mm -hmm. So there's never been uh, the concept of any kind of psychic, you know, achievement barrier. Right. And so uh, that that really had an influence on me because um, I always felt like I belonged in every room. And so um, I just, you know, I'm grateful for that. And I'm grateful that I never saw, like in my formative years, the opposite. Because right. I don't know if I would be where I am now. Yeah, so if I'm hearing you correctly, kind of just, um, you learned rather quickly that there's nothing that can hold you back. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just I see uh, that now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely see that in you now. Uh, but you know, you've though you've come to Dallas, mm -hmm. you haven't turned your back on Nigeria at all. In fact, you've almost you've embraced it even more. You know, yeah. you're doing a lot of things out there. That's really what I'm getting to. I'd love to, for you to tell us more about what you're doing. Okay, so um you know, Texans have a funny thing of saying, I say, you know, especially the ones that are transplants, they say, well, I wasn't born here, but I got here as quickly as I could. <laughs> and it's Love it's that. kind yeah. of true. I do, um, uh, Texas is home, right? Uh, I have an emotional connection to Texas. I was recently um, driving down to Austin on 35, which, you know, no one really enjoys, right? No. But I was looking at the skyline and the farms and everything, and I just, like, I just took a moment, you know. I'm, I'm religious. I thank God. And I was yeah. like, man, this is great. You know, I, I love this state. I love this place. And uh, 
And there is definitely a hospitality here. I feel at home. Now, to talk about my second home, yeah. Nigeria. Um, Nigeria is badass, all right? Wow. Like, ignore everything you've heard. It's amazing. All I've heard are good things, though. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, like, there's just, like, uh, sometimes there's negative press, you know, yeah, and it's kind of overblown. Yeah, press, yeah, exactly. Um, so, but what I can say about Nigeria is that we have a, a, a big focus on education, Right. Um, it's just a cultural value that we have. It's it's um, it's like almost like vocational. Right. Um, as opposed to just something that you do. Uh, so I I do appreciate that. Um, uh, what I'm doing in Nigeria is I'm I'm giving opportunities to people to try things that they might have never been able to try. Uh, sometimes it doesn't even have anything to do with money. I'm, I'm creating an ecosystem and creating opportunities. So uh, inspired by MIT Media Lab and like these really amazing research institutions, they get to do R&D and bring things from ideation to full product, yep. things that are five years ahead. I said, do any Africans get to do this? You know, like very few Americans even get to uh, right. because typically innovation requires a client. And um, I'll tell you how it really happened. How it really happened was I wanted to hire some people because they deserve to have jobs because it was unfair that they didn't. Mm -hmm. And um, but I didn't have any clients. <laughs> I had no way to pay them. And Everybody starts in different places. <laughs> yeah. And so I was just like, well, let's just start building stuff. You know, let's start talking about things. Let's let's stay busy and not sit on our hands while we're waiting for a client. And that kind of spirit of innovation and, and problem solving has really drove me here when it comes to my fintech company, where I'm sure we're going to talk about it later, right? Um, people might think like because of Amer America is America, right? We have a sophisticated banking technology. Mm -hmm. The answer is like, no, everything just works so much easier in Nigeria and on the continent. Like um, most of the fintech unicorns that exist in the United States are just they don't need to exist on the continent. Like just the banks regularly do that. Like mm. think about a Zelle or a PayPal. Like their primary function is to move money from like Wells Fargo to Chase. Like how is that worth a billion dollars? And yeah. so um, or how can the banks be like literally right next to each other in a parking lot? But moving money between the two is very, very difficult. Takes business days. Exactly. And so um, a lot of these things uh, really help me to understand that. Both cultures have so much to learn from one another, and uh, and technology is really about the exchange of good ideas. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so typically at this point, we'll talk about the company or product the guest is, uh, you know, putting together, in charge of, growing, etc. I don't even know where to begin with you, so <laughs> I'll, I'll throw out the ones that I'm aware of that are making big waves right now. And I'll let you just kind of choose where we should go here, okay? So okay. you've got your mobile fintech startup, Swiss, yeah. which you've already kind of alluded to already. I've heard it described as the bank account for things. Yeah. So, All right. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me keep going. We got Shelter. Uh-oh. All right, yeah. Shelter. Um, I think revolutionary app aimed at fighting homelessness. We're going to have to talk about that. Okay. And then Container School. Yeah. Container School. I mean... Um, from my understanding, it's you, you, you've got a container, you build a school in it, you can take that container anywhere in the world, Even start a Mars. school there. <laughs> yeah, so 
All right, these these aren't your uh, Me Too products, mm-hmm. right? So talk to me. Which one do you want to start with first here? Okay, so um, we can go in order. All right. Uh, so we'll, I'm going to talk about Swiss. Um, Swiss is the Swiss Army Knife meets Swiss Finance. That's what the name stands for. So that's, you can find us online at swys.io. So I thought to myself, like, you know, just in regular transactions, um, a toll tag is like a really great thing. A toll tag is a magical invention. If you live in the East Coast, you might call it an easy pass. But if you've yeah. ever gotten a letter in the mail from like the toll authority, you'll understand how frustrating it can be. Nothing easy about it. Exactly. Um, and if you ask yourself, well, how do a lot of payments work right now? Exactly like that frustrating toll experience. Mm-hmm. They just mailed you an invoice, like you're going to get a pink slip in a couple of days. They're spending a lot of money to chase down a few. It could be $2. They're going to spend 10 20 bucks. Yeah. Trying to get two bucks from you. Um, there's a paper wastage. It's it's the whole thing is extremely inefficient, and so um, you know your toll tag is accounts payable for your car. So I said, well, let's create a virtual toll tag that we can put onto anything, people, songs, etc. Like let's say this podcast, which it will. Let's say it goes platinum. I don't know even know if that works. If, but <laughs> if none of them do, it's this episode. It's this right episode. Here. Yeah, it's going plat plat. You know, and so. <laughs> When that happens, um, you know, on traditional rights and royalties, it might take us two years to get paid, right? But I pay my Spotify subscription every month. Why is the money not being distributed automatically? Right. And so um, those kinds of questions led to the direct creation of Swiss, where uh, everything that you do, your actions, right, generate signatures, metadata, then we get insights from those, and then we create payments automatically, so um, everyone just experiences this level of trust and transparency, and it makes doing business so much easier, yeah. and you don't have to waste a whole bunch of time. Let me throw out this use case for you. You tell me if this is uh, something Swiss could cover. In, in my line of work, I submit an invoice. Um, usually it's through QuickBooks. Mm-hmm. There's an ACH link there. Mm-hmm. And you know, QuickBooks talks about, hey, you get your ACH payment a day or two, in one or two business days. But what they don't tell you is, that payment gets submitted first it processes in quotes you know yeah. five to seven business days mm-hmm. then they get the okay okay and here in an, another one to two days you'll get your money yeah. why the heck does it take so long um can swiss solve this swiss does solve this okay um, yeah swiss does solve this so uh we have uh, several customers in educational publishing um we have uh, all, all sorts of uh enterprises now engaging with swiss nice. uh to Turn that day's experience into uh, seconds of, of experience. Wow. Yeah, so that's that's the fun of it. Yeah, yeah, that that's quick, man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're the we're, real quick books. You're gonna slow need books. to show me. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yeah, slow books. Slow books. Um, by the way, I'm yeah. not a QuickBooks hater. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just saying it could be a little better. Okay. But really anyways. love what you're doing in Detroit. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keep up the good work out there. Okay. So, Swiss, how long has it been going now? And uh, I hear you guys are part of the Capital Factory engine at this point. Yeah. So, we're very proud to be a Capital Factory uh, accelerator company. Nice. Um, Capital Factory is the premier, uh, you know, they, they call it a VIP uh a startup program in, in Texas. You can compare it to Y Combinator or Techstars. Yeah. And um, I'm, I'm uh, 
gotten some great connections. Uh, really got to talk to uh, meet some innovation partners, and uh, I think uh, I would like to congratulate Capital Factory on just what they've been able to accomplish because it's no small feat. No. Um, yeah. So uh, they've done a ton. You know, they they started in Austin. Um, really helped shape a lot of startups there. And then they made their way here to Dallas and formed a collaboration with the Dallas Entrepreneurship Center. And, uh, you know, they've provided a ton of opportunity here in Dallas. They really have kind of, I think what the Dallas Entrepreneurship Center really did was um, spark the entrepreneurship community. But then here came Capital Factory and poured some gasoline on top of that. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's amazing what they're doing. Yeah, definitely. So cool, man. Congrats on being a part of that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's really happy with what we're doing with Swiss. And I yeah. think that, you know, people deserve to have a payments transparency. And I think a lot of people in the future are really going to enjoy uh, just a, a shift in the paradigm of how payments work. Awesome. Yeah. So, that how, so you mentioned the website earlier. How do people get involved with it either – from a user standpoint or enterprises um, to get it plugged into their ecosystem? So um, enterprises can reach out to us at hello at swiss.io or online. Um, they can have their developers go to docs.swiss.io uh, or click and see our API documentation to learn how to integrate us into your system. So we are uh, currency agnostic. That means you can build blockchain applications with our software. So, um, you know, just bring your own UI and if you need a Coinbase or if you need a PayPal, you come to us and, and we'll hook you up. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, we're going to have to talk after the show about <laughs> getting louder co on that on the platform. Okay, Shelter. Yeah, so Shelter. Let me, okay, how about this? How about I tell you why Shelter instead of what Shelter? Simon Sinek would love that you're starting with why right now. Okay. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, all right. So there's a there's a place here in Dallas called Deep Ellum, and uh, you know people go there to have beers and whatnot. And as a young man like myself, sometimes I, you know I'll go there and have some beers with my friends. Of course, yeah. And um, one day, uh, doing exactly that, uh, I see a homeless woman, and that homeless woman looks kind of similar to my mom. Mm. Now, I'm an only boy. Uh, I'm the youngest. I'm like, you know, nobody looks like my mom. It's like there's my mom and then a whole bunch of other ladies, you know. She's probably the most beautiful lady in the world. You're right, you yeah. know, 100%. Except and for so, my mom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so it's not, it's it's unusual to see someone and say that looks like my mom, yeah. right? Because yeah. it's the first face you it's see. your mom, yeah. Yeah, and so um, I saw her. I was like overwhelmed with emotion. Not that, you know, homelessness is tragic no matter what, but. Um, I did have a, a very personal trigger that um, kind of reignited. It took me from more like a casual, let me just donate, into a more proactive, like, let me do something. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I talked to her. She's a nurse. She had to get to a shelter before 3. I have nowhere to stay at night. So it's like she had this catch-22. I can work and get enough money to get out of this negative situation, or I can show up so I before 3 p.m. so I can have a place to stay. I thought that was extremely unfair. Yeah. So uh, I thought to myself, well, what if I could just build an app? You know, homeless shelters typically cost something. Uh, maybe we add an extra $5 and then, you know, you could work and know that when you get off your shift, there's a bed waiting for you. 
homeless shelters are run on fax machines and pens and pads. So it died. I was yeah. I was kind of sad. Hmm. Um, it I just I felt like okay, well, there's nothing I could do. Then a couple months later, I just you know I'm just still bouncing the like the idea around in my head and. I tend to sit with problems for a long time, just passively, you know, I'm a yeah. long shower thinker. Yeah. And so uh, the word shelter was bouncing around and I thought to myself, shelter, shelter. What is, what does that sound like? Sounds like an app. Yeah. What kind of app? A hotel booking app. What does it do? It uses profits to help fight homelessness. Like Tom shoes uses its sales to, you know, put shoes on people's feet. Yeah. Um, you know, and like all at once, everything came to me and then I just started building. And so now I'm, I'm very, very happy with where we've gotten with Shelter. There's an app up on TestFly. We have beta testers, have hotels signed up. We have organizations that we're going to give the money to. So um, what we just take a 30% of our uh, pre-tax profit and we give it directly to homelessness. So I'll give you an example of how impactful yeah. this is. 1,600 bookings a day. It, does, it might not sound like a lot, right? Hotels are a commodity, right? It's like water or anything else. How do you sell water? Just go in the store and see how many they have. Yeah. Let people know you exist. Simple as that. Yeah. So there is a, 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 a CAC, you know, the, the cost to acquire a customer. Now, after you get to that point, hotels are uh, amazing. They, they generate lots of revenue and, there's a, it, and you can use them as a vehicle to fight homelessness. So it's 1,600 bookings a day. We're talking 28,000 nights right? 28,000 nights of homeless relief. That's 2,200 people housed for two weeks. Damn. You know what 1,600 a day is? It's like any, it's a small consultancy. It's a very mm-hmm. small, it's, it's a, it's a university system. It's small. It's, um, it's a teenage blog that says, click this link. I went to Cancun with my family. Yeah. Click this to stay at the same hotel. That is small. And 28,000 nights is huge impact. So I'm, I'm very, very happy and I know that we'll be able to really do something amazing. And just to like do that 2,200 uh, people for two weeks, yeah. the amount is actually $450, right? So your average shelter around here is like 30 bucks a night. That's 900 bucks a month. College students can't afford that, but expect homeless people to. That's insane. Yeah, 130 million Americans don't have $450 in the case of an emergency, right? That's what we're providing off of just yeah. proceeds from booking. So uh, I'm... I'm very happy that it all aligns, and I think it's a win-win-win. Yeah. And so uh, those are just the best kinds of situations. That's outstanding. So let me just summarize this. You've got on the app, somebody like myself can go on there, book a hotel room, stay there, and the the system will just turn right around, um, pull those, the like you said, those pre-tax dollars you're making off the app, turn around and um, supply a, a payment so that somebody can stay at a homeless shelter. Exactly. We get homeless people's backs That's so they nice. can get off their feet. Like it's like we, we give them a ramp, you know. Yeah. Um, there's a great organization here in Dallas called The Bridge, and they even have, you know, they have these, um, they've helped these homeless people to get so far that they, they have a place to say that, but they just need a little bit more. They give them the time yeah. to kind of save up that, enough money to get a security deposit on a apartment or something like that. Like I would like to yeah. just fund that. So, know? okay. Why should I use kayak anymore? Oh, uh, that's a, re- you shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You should I use, mean, uh, you should use uh, shelter. And, 
And I'll tell you why, right? So Kayak had a really interesting idea. They said, yeah. let's be fast. They yeah. said, let's be fast. And they consolidated everything for you, right? Exactly. Yeah. And so that let's be fast, you know, got them a $1.9 billion exit to, uh, to Priceline. Beautiful. Right. Yeah. And so I asked myself, especially because in the kind of work that we do, uh, social good should not be ugly. It shouldn't be second best. It shouldn't be slow. I mean, go to a nonprofit's website and tell me what you think. And yeah, so <laughs> there's a lot left to be desired. Exactly. So I told myself, if I'm going to do this, it's going to be the fastest. It's going to use modern architecture. It's going to be bulletproof. It's going to be beautiful. Yeah. Because, um, you know, you can use the same tools as, you know, the best design agencies and the best engineering teams. Um, like, I mean, you could sell violent video games with it or you can, you know, like, there's some good. Exactly. Put roofs over people's heads. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So right now it's being beta tested. Where Where's it at? Is it, uh, can, can anybody just go download it at this point? Yeah. So um, not anybody. Our oh, friends. Man. Okay. Uh, but okay. Um, you can go to sheltertravel.co or shelter.co uh, and that's spelled S-H-E-L-T-R. So no second E and uh, sign up to be on the app. So we're letting 10,000 people in. Early, they're okay. getting sweet okay. deals. It's gamified. So, you know, every hotel booking generates deeds and points. That's and cool, man. It's a lot of fun. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, I, I think also you have, uh, you know, obviously this is all going to work out. You're going to be ultra successful. Let's pretend you just want to chill out for a little bit. I think you'd be really great just coming up with cool names for apps and stuff. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I usually come up with things like Louder Co., yeah, I mean, but it's it's cool because it's your 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 last name, yeah. Uh, shelter Swiss, uh, it, those are those are cool, man. Okay, so the last one we mentioned was Container School. Yeah, so um, you know, Container School is more of a project than a startup. So it's uh, one of the things that we dreamt up at the lab in Nigeria. So um, one of the cool things. Uh, we really try to do our very best to create innovative solutions that have local and global impact, right? So um, even if we're asking for philanthropic dollars or grants, we're always in a net giving position, right? And so um, it's very, I'm very intentional with that, especially because it's, you know, it's West African teams, which are, you know, usually the recipients of some kind of charity. Like I want it to be at a net give. Nice. And so, yeah. you know, uh, no matter where you are in the world, if you're in a rural environment, even if you're like, you know, 10 minutes from downtown Dallas, right, that can be rural just based on the disparity <laughs> in resources. Yeah, whichever direction you go. Exactly, yeah. that are being given to schools. And so, um, you know, or just imagine you live on a rural farm somewhere like half of Americans. Uh, you're just not getting the same quality education and access to tools and innovation and everything like that. So... Um, what we did was we were like, well, how would you put a, a school on Mars? Like, how do you do that? What if there could be a command center? It was just, you know, just yeah. going back and forth and saying kind of crazy stuff. And, and the real impact also is there's a, there's a member of the lab and he, um, his life was changed by American philanthropist who built a library in his village and he read every book and it put him on a totally different lifespan Dang. than he was before. But it's because he was in somewhere rural. Right. And someone gave him access to the tools. So we, you know, just talking about 
what impact do you want to leave on them? What do you want to do? I was like, oh, in the future, in the future, in the future. Yeah. And I said, hey, I really want to do something with education. I said, well, let's start now. Like, and so brainstorming session yeah. kicks off. Cool. You know, we start uh, thinking through it. And uh, next thing you know, we're like, hey, let's get three 40-foot containers and make a 700-square-foot school building that's under $20,000 with smart boards integrated, with solar panels integrated, with its own yeah. software-defined radio integrated. So you're talking about an autonomous system that you can admin that you can remotely administer, and uh, and literally set a school up on Mars or you know in in the boonies yeah. here in town yeah. and give people the best stuff. That's cool. You know, I hear about Mars. I feel like let's let's just educate the people here first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I'm with you. Let's let's think yeah. big time here. Okay, but nonetheless, um, these containers, right? Mm -hmm. So. How does one even get them in their location? You know, is it to the point where it's like, hey, I think we really need one here, and do you just ship a set of them? Are they already kind of assembled? And what's kind of that? What does that so look like? School as a service. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, but um, and not like you know, like the actual building to and the integrated software. So we we do offer a, a LMS, a learning management software. Um, so. Yes. The short answer is yes. Yeah, we can mail you a school, right? Um, the other that answer is that crazy. we are open sourcing a lot of the designs, a lot of the because yeah. look, it's um, we wanted to end to end solve the problem, right? So obviously we can run a service. We I mean it can be profitable, it can be, but what we really really wanted to do was do that net give, right? Like let yeah. people know that you can build a state-of-the-art learning environment for under $30,000 with equipment and smart boards and, and, uh, and really just give people what I think that they, they, they deserve, right? Like a shot at competing in the future, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that, that triggered a thought in my mind, you know, the school as a service mailing the school to you. Um, how far off are we to seeing one of these? So there, there's already one. I, I know yeah. um, this is when uh, pot video is really good. Right? <laughs> but let's uh, just is reaching for his yeah. iPad, wanting to show me something. <laughs> let's all just use our imagination. But I'll tell you, you posted something on your LinkedIn, right? Mm -hmm. That kind of that shows the blueprint, the slides, the playbook for getting this done. Yeah. So I would encourage if anybody really wants to see this, go to your LinkedIn and take a look. Right. I mean, you're, this is a wide open thing. Exactly. Yeah, you can you can see it. So one of the the uh, cool things about it is I I wanted to show people that it's more than just an idea. So that's you know, as Andrew or anybody who's listening, like this guy's kind of a jack of all trades, right? So the thing is, a lot of times people might approach it with a air of impossibility, right? Um, yeah. Uh, or no, it's just a I tend to create everything and then talk about it uh, so that um, there I can get a little bit more respect and we can move past the yeah. disbelief and move on to the like integration, you yeah. know? And so, um, yeah, so there's already one. People are learning how to code <laughs> inside of it. That's We're teaching cool. Python classes. Where We're is doing it? all sorts of stuff. So it's in Port Harcourt, Nigeria. Okay. So it's a port city, um, meaning containers are super cheap. And, uh, 
you know, it's a growing city. There's lots of oil and gas companies, multinationals. There's lots of people come there to, uh, you know, work like blue collar jobs and have kids that are out of school. So I was intentional with Nigeria, not just because I'm from there, right. but because one out of five out of school children is from there because it, the continent has a large youth population that is still being educated under, you know, rote memorization mm-hmm. and really not doing a lot of critical thinking and yeah. creative stuff. So I um huge need over there. Yeah. So so I'm I'm really, really uh happy with that. And anybody if they want to, if they want to take a trip to Nigeria, I'll be happy to show you around and oh, let you man. see what we're doing. Very cool. Yeah. I might take you up on that. I have to talk to my wife first. Yeah. You know, maybe we'll run into Jack Dorsey. That might be fun. <laughs> That'd be fun. Yeah. All right. So you've we've talked about Swiss. We've talked about shelter. We've talked about container school. You've kind of hit on a few, as you were telling us about this, you know, your innovation process. And what, one thing I love talking about here on this show is just picking the brains of somebody like you and saying, you know, take us behind the scenes. How do you do this? How how do you innovate? How do you come up with these things? How do you bring it to life? You know, it's, you mentioned the shower, mm-hmm. you know, just the idea of popping up. You mentioned just the, let's go do it, then talk about it. But, you know, how, how do you go about this? I ask myself a lot of questions. Yeah. It might look like a crazy person sometimes, like, um, like I might be in the living room and uh, I will be there and I'll just, I'll ask, I'll start talking to myself. I'll say, what do I want to do? Right. And I know it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of weird, but like I, I asked myself, what do I want to do? And uh, and then uh, myself also answers. Right. Yeah. So it might it, there might be like a sputter or a start stop. But I think, um, you know, I've noticed that when I feel lost or when I don't know what to do next, I don't really need to ask anyone other than myself. I just have to be sincere about it. And yeah. actually do the deed. Like I can't say, oh, I want, like I, I just need to do it. Say it out loud. What do I want? What do I need to do? What's stopping me? Right. Who can help me? And those questions, once said out loud or even written down sometimes, tend to answer themselves. Yeah. And something interesting about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, do you believe in this whole, you know, the universe, you throw something into the universe, say the universe brings it to life? I mean, I forget the exact quote, but yeah, it's like along what you're seeking is seeking you kind of stuff. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Probably. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a there's a big probability that all of that is true. I mean, like we we do know that um actually, you know what, outside of metaphysics, right? Like it's just like really just rock with what you rock with, you know, like <laughs> if you are about that life, right? You will yeah. you know what um have you ever seen those people like in a dance group, right? Like Jabberwockies or yeah, like something. Well, like, I'm like, where do they meet their dance friends? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like I want to be in a dance gang. I want to, you know. Yeah, I always think, is it, did it just so happen that 10 of the most <laughs> you know, talented dancers were in the same high school at the same exact time? How does that work? The answer is yes. Yeah, the Beatles. Right, yeah, How like, do you explain that? Don't hide it, right? Like, like let your intentions be known, Yeah. right? Because what you might do is there might be someone who's like a – Savant, who's the exact missing piece of what you need, right? And they, I mean, they might be super confident. They might be keeping in and being really shy. Right. But you having the ambition to live your dream in public, like, is just, is is more than enough to attract what you need, right? Yeah. 
It's like if you start, you know, dancing and doing the worm, there might be like some kid that's like really, really good at it. Yeah. Like you might have seen there's videos like this, right? Oh, yeah. Where it's like there's someone dancing and then there's someone else who looks like they, there's no way on earth they know how to do anything. But that gives them the courage to join in. Yeah, they join in. Exactly. And they're, and they're awesome the too. best. Yeah, exactly. So like, you know, it's, it's don't be secretive with your passions. Wear it like you that's wear anything awesome. else. That needs to be on a T-shirt as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, here's two things I took from this. What do you ask yourself? What do I want to do? Mm-hmm. You said, let your intentions be known. Mm-hmm. So that question, what do I want to do? I don't think people ask themselves that nearly enough. Yeah. You know, I don't know about you, but I'll be in conversations with people, and they're just kind of looking for their next thing, mm-hmm. whether that's a new, a, a different career path, you know, start something up. And I'll ask them, you know, what do you do? What do you want to do? And it's such a hard question to answer sometimes. Because, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people get bogged down into thinking they have to live their life a certain way. Mm-hmm. They don't realize, like, we can create it however the hell we want. Exactly. Yeah. Just by answering that one question. Yep. And, uh, you know, being Nigerian, right? Like, I'll tell you, there's any Nigerian person can say. So if there's, like, someone who's really successful, right, and... um and okay, I love my older sister, but there was this like eleven. I was eleven, and she was, you know, she wasn't much older than me. And um, there was like a popular singer who was also like a child or something. I think Sammy. And I was watching it, and um, and she was like, "Does he have two heads? Why can he sing and you can't?" <laughs> and you know, so that like, does he have two yeah. heads? Do they have two heads? And the thing is, like, we're all imbued with the gifts to make an impact. Right. Right. Like, no one is you know, has two heads. It's just some people might believe in themselves more. Some people might put the hard work in. And I'll tell you, I've seen it, right? Hard work beats any other thing, Yeah. right? But, uh, you know, when you preparation meets hard work, meets Boom. just, a, a, you know, exactly, you're just, you're out of here. Yeah. And so um, asking yourself where you want to be. And, and, you know, that might be too nebulous. So it might be good to just ask yourself, who you want to be with? Like, who yeah. are my? Who's my dance gang? Where? That's what room cool. are they in? Yeah, and and That's then cool. just try to find your way in there. I like that a lot, yeah. man. I appreciate you imparting that on us here. Um, made everybody a little bit better. So let's let's move into our lightning round. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um, these are just kind of some some of these questions are quick hit. Others okay. maybe not. But I'll we'll dig into yeah. <laughs> whatever you want. All right. What do you wish you had known when you started your career? What could what would you tell your your younger self? Um, don't wait for other people's approval. Love that. Let's go. Okay. What's what's just, next? just go. Just go. Yeah. Just yeah. Do just it. do it. Yeah. Who or what has influenced you the most? You know, um, my mother. Yeah. Right. It's super weird because, like, you know. Uh, I'm a mama's boy, but I also like, we like, you know, I was, we had a period of time where I was just rubbing each other wrong, you know, like we just couldn't get along because we're too similar. And, um, but one thing I've always known about her is that she's the most generous person I've ever met in my entire life. She, you think I've got like a lot of startups and businesses, like she has orphanages and like whoever she has, she has so much, she has a radio station. I even forgot that. Like my mom has um, invested and put pieces of herself in so many things that are impactful and have helped like 
people meet, I meet random people. I've never met them before. Yeah. Somehow they know and they come up to me and they tell me about the things that my mother has done. That's and cool. so um, I'm very, very grateful to have had such a yeah. giving example. And, uh, and so that has been a big impact because yeah. just love, yeah. right? Like I grew up in a household of abundant love. And that love didn't stop at the front door. It literally followed us everywhere. It's annoying. Can't go grocery well, shopping with her. I mean, I can <laughs> I can tell it, man. Yeah. I, almost you bring her up a lot, mm-hmm. and not you know, not in an annoying way or anything like that. But you know, you can tell you have a ton of love and respect for your mother. Oh yeah, and that's such a great thing. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything you're learning about right now? What is it? Oh, that I'm learning about. That you're learning, yeah. So I'm always learning. I'm like, I'm figured. Yeah. Um, okay. The weird stuff. Okay. Or just um, choose one. <laughs> okay. Uh, like, uh, like five open source 5G networks, right? Like Citizen Divine Radio, right? Like, why okay. not? Why, you know, I don't need AT&T. <laughs> I'm kidding. AT&T is great. We love you. Uh, yeah, we love you. Uh, don't spy on us. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, but, you know, just thinking about different ways of networking and and uh, people haven't realized all the power that they've given away just to enjoy you know internet service yeah and I think that there's a way that um, there's just there has to be a, a other ways uh, to do the same thing less centralized and so I'm very very interested in in uh, decentralized 5g networks right now I love that that's right right in line with the timing too they're they're about to roll out 5g like crazy right now yeah we hope so yeah yeah <laughs> yeah all right, coffee of choice. What would that be? Um, right now, Cortado. Mm, okay. Yeah. Uh, where do you find that? Uh, any non-corporate coffee shop. Yeah, they've got yeah, it. They all know. They all know what to do. I okay. couldn't even tell you what goes in it right now because, but it's not a lot of ingredients, but it's nice. It's tasty. Yeah. Good. What about your adult drink of choice? Ooh. So. Uh, Negroni. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've had one of those before. Yeah. They're awfully bitter. (laughs) But you love it. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Are you reading any books right now? Um, you have time for reading books? Yes, I, I do. Uh, I'm actually kind of reading a couple right now. I'm reading, uh, I'm reading business books, but venture deals and, uh, the innovation, the innovators solution. Ah, yeah. Is that, um, the sequel to Innovator's Dilemma? Could be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, All right. Might yeah, be. Yeah. You know, I just finished listening to the that Malcolm Gladwell uh, book, Talking to Strangers. Mm-hmm. It must have come out, I think, a couple months ago. Highly recommend everyone picks that up. And the audiobook format was different than any other. He treats it almost like a podcast. Oh, cool. So like, he's got clips of audio of different you know, different uh, things going on in society, testimonies. I mean, it just adds a different level to the to the whole experience. Everybody check that out. Um, all right. I think I know the question, the, the answer to this question, because I follow you on Instagram. Are you a morning person or a night person? Ooh. I am. Okay. So as a CEO, I'm a morning <laughs> person. As Joseph Akintalayo, I am a night person. Uh, yeah. So you're 24 7, basically. Yeah. 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 All right. That's fair. Yeah. Um, what are some routines you set for yourself? Some life hacks or anything you'd, you'd be open and willing to share with us? 
You know what? Like I, um, <laughs> I'm resentful of all that life hacking stuff. I'm like, let's let's just it's BS, right? Well, you know, Sometimes. it's it's just too much. It's just like another sales thing. Like somebody was telling me about nootropics and eating honey before you go to bed and doing like I don't know all this stuff. Yeah. And what I do realize um, that I can say is cultivate a spirit of positivity, right? You when go. you're trying to lead an organization or lead anything, your mood can make or break things. If you cultivate a spirit of positivity, if you know your hack to take you from, you know, to, to turn your frown upside down, like figure out the hack that turns your frown upside down. That's a tough because, one for many. Yeah. <laughs> you will be so much more productive, Yeah, right? You can lead your organization much better. And so, you know, if you don't, if you can't do it for yourself, do it for your dream, right? Be mission driven. Boom. Yeah. I love that. What do you look forward to the most each weekend? Ooh. Okay. Um, kicking it with my lady, like uh, just doing nothing. Yeah. Uh, there's been a lot of juicing lately, which is just, you know, anyways, <laughs> we're going to be doing that. But <laughs> Juicing. Yeah, yeah, juicing. Uh, Wait, but that can't take 48 hours, right? <laughs> I mean. You know, um, I... I love the time that I get to spend yeah. with my loved ones, with my family members, with my friends. I, I, nothing beats that, right? So, um, and then just getting rest, right? You know, yeah. each week is difficult, right? I'm not gonna make it sound like everything is perfect. Like, I'm fighting personalities. I'm trying to get deals done. I'm trying to protect my people. Um, you know, I'm trying to keep all of my promises, and that can yeah. feel hard. Yeah, you know, and so I do my best to turn off. Like, I don't want to watch the news and get depressed on the weekends. I don't want to, nah. you know. Like, I I try to keep it light, you know, because yeah. I think we all deserve a little time off. And I think you know, people might see me, and I have every gadget on earth. I really do, but you won't see me with them on the weekends. Yeah, yeah. Just need to recharge. Exactly. Take a breather. Usually Friday by eight o'clock, I'm ready for bed. Maybe yeah. I'm just getting too old. Man. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. yeah. But then, yeah, I, I just need to pass out and then wake up, recharge, and yeah. uh, come back to work on Monday. But, uh, yeah, Joseph, you have survived the lightning round. Thank you. Very well done. So, before we wrap up, you know, how do people get a hold of you? How do people, you know, we, we talked a lot about your products and where they should find them, but, you know, how, how does somebody get a hold of you if they want to talk about any of these things? So um, I'll leave my email, but you know how a lot of people actually get a hold of me? Like old school. They, they find someone who pigeon. knows me. Yeah, a pigeon will send me an SMS. Or um, a lot of my most meaningful connections, the, the people who I help, everything like that, just happened via word of mouth, right? Yeah. That's, the, that's the OG LinkedIn. Um, totally. So uh, And people who like I could never even add as a friend on LinkedIn – I was able to add just through like just not in the real world just yeah. by, you know, being able to back up your work, right? Doing things that are really good, like, and, and just being known as a, someone who delivers. Yeah. And, uh, but outside of that, Joseph at philanthrolab.co will get you me. Uh, or you like can it. hit me up at 812. Oh, dang. Joseph <laughs> nine. Joseph, what it's a this? robot. Yeah, it's an eight one two Joseph nine. Wow, 
Yeah. I'm going to have to call this up. It's a phone number? <laughs> it's a phone number. Oh, would you just drop yeah. on us? 812-JOSEPH9. <laughs> I'm going to have to hit you up because uh, maybe that'll be the fastest way to get you back on another show. How about that? Yeah. Cool, man. Cool. Well, hey, I appreciate you making the time uh, to be on the show. You dropped a lot of great nuggets on us here today. Hey. And, uh, you know, highly encourage everybody, go find Joseph. Go find his products, Swiss Shelter Container School, and um, help help continue to push uh, doing the right thing but uh, that brings us to a close here thank you so much for being a guest on our show joseph it's thank been a blast man thank you very much for having me it's it's uh, i i really enjoyed our hour cool cool well and to all my listeners thank you so much for joining us here today on the louder co dallas space innovators podcast i'm andrew louder signing out that's our show for today we hope you took away something valuable. Be sure to visit Louderco at louderco.com for more. Thank you again, and stay tuned for more from Dallas-based innovators.